Join Scouting Hands Monday from noon to 3. They're going to be at Sound Sleep Medical, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. DJ and PK, time to talk a little college football. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, getting ready to join us here momentarily. Dennis Dodd tweeting out, I just put it out there, and you and I were talking about it, the genius of college football. There's a chance we're going to have a one-loss Big 12 champ, a one-loss Pac-12 champ, and a one-loss Alabama that didn't win a championship There's like a lost to number one. Chance. I mean, I, I, and then who gets in? I don't get this tweet like it's new news. I could already tell you it's going to happen right now. You'll lock it down. Yeah. Nobody's getting beat. Oklahoma will take – Baylor won't run the table and go undefeated. Oklahoma will get them. Well, then, then there won't be any discussion there. No, there won't be discussion So there. then we won't have to worry about it. Right. Not I, that I worry but, about it either way, but yeah, – Yeah, sports worry, not real-life worry. A lot of these folks, this is real life, man. Yep. So what's the issue here? He's just looking at how it'll just be a wreck, and it'll be the same debate we've had before. But Alabama, I could have told the eyeball August, test. Though. Yeah. I could tell you next August. Right, but he writes college football for a living, and the rankings just well, came out. tell me something that I don't know. He's going to hear it over and over again, so he's commenting And on you're going to hear it next year, and a year <laughs> after, and a year after, and a year after. SEC, they're going to find a way. Can they get two teams in? It's always going to be that way. What's the news? Everybody else play eight games. And Pump let's get rid records. of the honor code. I yeah. mean, the things that are... I'm not, not going to discuss any more things that aren't going to happen. It's a waste of time. So what is going to happen? The SEC is going to get two teams in. Ohio State and Clemson are going to be the other two. And away we go. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go from the Pac-12, win all your games. And then you're in. Will Baylor get in as low as they're ranked if they beat Oklahoma twice? Not that anybody really thinks that's going to happen, given the close calls Baylor's What are they had. ranked? Ooh, I don't know. Let me check for you. I think 11. I think if a Big 12 team goes undefeated, they're going to get in, yeah. Find a way to move them all the way up. Uh, they are 13. They're behind. <laughs> I said 11, but I forgot two teams. They're behind Florida and Auburn, two more SEC teams. They're behind two loss SEC teams, even though they're undefeated. Not much respect there. All right. DJ and PK, Riley joins us now. Riley Jensen, our college football insider. On the Sprint special guest line, lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Riley, good morning. Good morning. What's going on with you guys? Oh, we were just talking about the rankings that came out and uh, where everybody sits, and uh, PK's ready to guarantee us Ohio State, Clemson, and two SEC teams. Think it's going to play out any other way for a Pac-12 champ or a Big 12 champ? It's going to be really hard for me to see anything but two SEC teams, um, which I think is a little bit unfortunate if Oregon and, and Utah both run the table and play against each other. It feels like they should be in. Why? Uh, I mean, this is why. Why does it feel like you only you have one quality win the whole season, and you should get in based on one quality win? That's it. Well, to, to me, this is this is more of the argument that I think. And and look, that's not the way it is right now. So I'm I may be arguing something that that doesn't exist, a hypothetical, which isn't a good practice in general. But I I like the argument that if you're going to have a playoff that each P5 team 
the conference winner should be in, right? And then and then yeah, that'd and then be great. Take a couple yeah, a couple more. And and so, like I said, I'm I'm arguing a hypothetical, but man, it just seems like if you go eleven and one and eleven and one, and then you beat you know the the, the other team. It feels like it should be enough to get you in, but but maybe it's not. And and the way that it's set up, there's always going to be somebody who's in fifth place or sixth place that's going to be able to say, "God, I should have been in. Yeah. We should have been in the playoff. This is ridiculous." And quite frankly, I think the NCAA likes that because it causes all of us of to course. talk about it yeah, more. Yeah. That's why I said it it's genius. All of us to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's part of the reason that I don't think that they'll move to an A-team playoff is because they love the fact that somebody's mad every year about this. Yeah. And it just causes more hype and circumstance and everything else. It's like if you want to eliminate the close plays at first base, you move the bag back a foot and you've solved it all. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and really, exactly. You know, obviously you've solved nothing. And so it leads to just endless discussion and it goes on and on it's been 1984 all over again we've never moved on from 1984 you know we when we have barry switzer on the today show and all that stuff going on it was that was actually great for college football so we've advanced beyond that but and i'm a pac-12 homer i've been this way my whole adult life but right now no team has a win over a ranked team in the college football playoff not one not one and they're supposed to get in the way I think they should get in under your system and the system that we like. I think go to six and just add one and and, and give the SEC two, and then the uh, the other five get in. And I don't even think you need to go to eight. Go to six and do it that way. But it's not what we got. But the problem is, and it's no knock on Utah or Oregon. It's the Pac twelve is so mediocre this year. I can't justify them getting in based on one win. That's all it would boil down to. Well, and and, and you're probably you're probably 100% correct on that. You're I I I know the argument against it. I know the argument for it, but I think this is as close as the Pac-12 has come to having two quality teams that could even sniff or even like think that they should be in it. And so so that's where that's where you're hoping that the Pac-12 can break through and break into the playoffs. Yeah, I hope so, too. But I don't blame it on Oregon or Utah. I blame it on Washington, Arizona State, Washington State, Stanford. These teams that are supposed to be, maybe not the Devils, but the other teams that were supposed to be at least decent, they're not. They're average. See, I think if Oklahoma gets in, if they beat Baylor twice, and Oklahoma's currently 10th, they're currently behind, you know, number six, Oregon, number seven, Utah. But if they beat Baylor twice and leapfrog them, people won't like it. But it'll be a different level if Bama gets in because everything PK says about the Pac 12, those are all facts. You can't argue them. But Bama's not playing Florida. They're not playing Georgia. They're not playing a killer schedule in the SEC because of who they're missing. And Bama could be just like, let's say, Utah beats Oregon. Right now we're saying, well, Utah doesn't have any wins over anybody who's better than 8-4 because USC, best-case scenario, 8-4. Washington, best-case scenario, 8-4. BYU and non-conference, best-case scenario, 8-4. Auburn could easily be 8-4. A&M could be 7-5 very easily. And those could be Bama's best wins. And so that Pac-12 title game win, while it would be the only big win for either one of those teams, it would still be one more big win than Bama has. 
but Bama's in front, and if they get in, and, and there's just a decade of resentment built up against Bama, which maybe it shouldn't right. factor I mean, in, Bama, but it does, even if it shouldn't. Bama's Bama, right? And, and they've been the darlings of the NCAA for about 10 years now. <laughs> and, and so the resentment that you're talking about is also the love that the NCAA has built up for, for Alabama. I could, I could totally see it happening, right? And I just, I don't know. It, it feels like, to me, that Utah is a good football team. It feels great like football team. Yeah. that they have all the components to compete in a playoff at this point. And so, you know, I, it'll work itself out. It'll all work itself out. And if, and if Utah goes to the Rose Bowl and they blow some team out in the Rose Bowl, they're always going to be able to make that argument. Yeah. <clears throat> Truthfully... And I and I don't mean I, and I am not trying to come back a Utah fan or anybody because I, I wish they would have won this, but they they solve a lot of their problems by not losing at USC. Right? There are like, no problems, yeah, yeah. They get it done. I mean, they're they're probably in the driver's seat and right where they want to be in control of their own destiny if they don't lose that game. And so, you know, that's that's part of the difficulty of this college system. That's part of the difficulty of trying to get into the playoff is. Every single game counts, and a one-loss team, unless you're in the US, unless you're in the SEC, it's probably not going to happen. And don't underestimate the fact that this is a television show, and once it becomes a television show, it becomes entertainment, and it becomes for profit. And the fact is, Utah doesn't have near enough fan base that people will be excited about seeing them versus the teams from the SEC. Television ratings matter. Millions of dollars are at stake, and Utah does not bring enough to the to the table television ratings-wise. They don't even bring enough in the, in the Pac-12. They, they don't have ranked the, the, the top eight viewed games Utah is not in any of them. And if you go, uh, when, once you start playing the ratings, it's not just who loves teams, but it's who hates them. And the fact Whatever. that people hate Bama, not only all the people who love Bama watch, but all the people who hate Bama watch, and Bama will end up in a lot of the most viewed games they do every year. So let's start hating on the Utes. <laughs> there it is. If more people hated the Utes. Cougars, where right. are you? How are you hanging on? Hey, I mean, it, it's I the mean, same thing show, in the NBA with the Lakers. It's the same thing. Your, your show is kind of like... Like, DJ is mm-hmm. kind of like Clemson, yeah. and, and, DK, and DK is kind of like Alabama. It's like they love to hate them, they love them, they love to hate them, they don't know. That's why, that's why your show's been so good. It's not because everybody loves you guys, it's because some people, you know, they just hate you. Exactly. Exactly. Roll PK. Yeah, I mean, PK is like, what, what is it, PT Barnum Bailey? I don't, I don't care what you say about me, just spell my name correctly. Is that, is that what it is with your uh, Yeah, I don't think, to, man. You, know, you, don't, you don't know this, but the time that the name Kinahan was misspelled in the Tribune, when he worked at the Tribune, that did, that did not go over well. That was a hilarious story, because it didn't happen to me. So, yeah, and there's, uh, there's something to be said for that. It all adds up to Utah getting squeezed out. And I don't think they should because, and I'm, we're obviously very close to it, and I, I think they have a hell of a team. And they can compete with darn near anybody, and they deserve the chance. But the circumstances don't dictate it. So, But I want to see have, Clemson, Utah. I would love to see it, absolutely, <laughs> and there's no question. But I agree with you, Riley. There's something to be said for going to Pasadena, kicking the crap out of Minnesota, and then being ranked fifth in the poll, and then you can always claim, and you can have that in perpetuity. Well, yeah, well, what if? Yeah, well, we could have done that. We could have done that. We could have done this, and we'll, we'll never know. But 
You, you roll out a, uh, what would that be, uh, 12, 13 and one season with a Rose Bowl win, I'm having a parade. No, no, no question. I mean, and you'll be able to make the argument you're the you're the best team ever in the state of Utah, even if you don't go to the playoffs. I mean, I, this team is is answering every call right now. They are answering the bell every single time, and they've done it with different players. It's been exciting to watch. I know that maybe not around the country these are household names, but every single week it's fun to watch. You know, Anai on defense, Julian Blackman. You got. Moss, you got, you know, every single week, Tyler Huntley, there's somebody making big plays. This is a fun team to watch. And regardless of what happens, you, you know, you, you know, with the old coach's phrase, you know, you control what you can control. And then you, and then you just see where things, where things fall. But there's no reason for you, if you go to the Rose Bowl and win the Rose Bowl, to feel terrible about this season. That's for sure. And it feels like to me, as far as the playoff goes, and really as far as a lot of ratings and a lot of like rankings go, is you have to do it year after year after year to be able to get the nod, right? And so when you look at the Alabamas and the Clemsons and some of these teams, like they've been doing it year after year after year, so they're more likely to get the nod because people are used to seeing them up there and used to seeing it. Now, if Utah, and I don't, you know, I don't know what next year looks like because there's going to be some questions, but let's just say that Three out of the next four years, they're they're in the top ten and they're right there on the top five. They might get a year where they get the nod into the playoff because they're playing really really good football. But I think it does take you know repeated efforts and year after year after year of being good before people are just going to give you a nod in that scenario. Unless you're undefeated and ranked number one in the country and you're just drilling everybody. Right, right? but so but it, right now, Riley, a question mark. Right now, one loss Utah is in front of undefeated Minnesota and undefeated Baylor. So to your point, the Utes are getting that because they were in the Pac-12 title game last year and they've been good and been ranked in five of six seasons now. Exactly. And so they're moving. I mean, when you're looking at the University of Utah, you just got to feel good about the direction they're moving, right? Like this is, this is a team in the past that I've been critical of because I'm like, well, if they don't have a big-time quarterback, it's going to be impossible for them to win the Pac-12 championship. Well, now they have a quarterback who is playing at a high level, and they have a chance to win the Pac-12 championship. And if they keep repeating these sorts of things, and, and, and really Kyle has built his program on the fact that he doesn't have to have a great quarterback. I mean, they're winning nine and ten games sometimes without great quarterback play, let alone when they have great quarterback play. So the foundation is there. They, they've built some things there that can be really, really interesting to look at. And if they keep doing it, it's just like you said, in a, in a lower scale, they're ahead of Baylor and Minnesota because those are those are teams that are playing really well right now. But their one loss, Utah's one loss, is better than their undefeated season. And if Utah keeps playing, then pretty soon they're going to be playing with the big boys in that conversation. But as of right now, they're not they're not in that conversation. But they're moving in the right direction, so you, you, you have to feel good about it. You have to feel good about this program regardless. And, I, and I'm with you, PK. If they go 13-1 and they win the Rose Bowl, why wouldn't you have a parade? I mean, I remember 
not that long ago, probably five years ago, when people were like, man, do you think the Utes will ever win the Rose Bowl? And people were like, ah, I don't know, you know, or wow, that would be amazing. If they did, it would be an amazing thing for the city, blah, blah, blah. And now we're already talking like playoffs and all that kind of stuff, and we're forgetting about the Rose Bowl. Like, this would be a big deal if they won the Rose Bowl. It would be a big deal. Oh, it'd be gigantic, yeah, because that would mean that you beat Oregon, assuming that that's where we're headed. And I think that's certainly, right. in my mind, that's certainly where we're headed. And that, to me, if you knock off Oregon, you've answered questions on the quality of this football team that I think they've sort of answered because, you know, it's a seven-point loss to SC. Uh, th- things happen. Expecting any team, Alabama's probably going to get in, and they didn't win it. And there's been a number of teams who've lost a game and got in the playoff. It's just unfortunate for the Utah team that it probably won't happen that way. But nevertheless, if you beat Oregon, you will have answered a huge question that, in my mind, puts you on par with these rest of these teams, whether they let you in or not. So be it. And this will go down as a phenomenal program. And then, most importantly, is until SC makes its next football great football coach hire, you have separated yourself clearly from the other four teams in the South and even maybe possibly only temporarily SC, even though you just lost to them, you still have had, you've had two seasons. No team has won the South two years in a row and played in the title game two years in a row, having won the South. And the reason why I put that qualifier in there is because the Bruins did it the first year, but SC was on probation. So they really didn't win the division. They played in the title game two years in a row from the South. Nobody right. else will have done that. You'll take a gigantic leap, and when you go out – as you already are doing right now, but continue to do it for the class of uh, 2021, you will have the most ammunition you've ever had to be able to scoop up more quality guys. And they're already doing it with a bunch of low-ranked recruiting uh, polls, whatever you want to call them, and they're already still turning out great football. It only stands to reason it would only get better. So whether they get in the playoff or not, who cares? The arrow is pointing up. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And look, uh, I know that Norm Chow came on the show and a long time ago he said, look, when I was at USC, all I had to do was say I was recruiting somebody and somebody would get a star. Utah's not quite to that point yet. But when you look at guys like, you look at Julian Blackman, who was at, he was at Mountain West Elite for like four years in a row. And I was, I was like, I cannot believe this kid's not being recruited. I was calling people. I was talking to people about him. I was excited about this kid and how what an amazing athlete he was. And at the time, he was playing receiver in our camp. He was just going over the top and catching the ball on people. But nobody had offered him. And I'm not. I, I'm certainly not claiming that he got a scholarship to the U because of anything that we did. I mean, he, he, he. They they knew about him, and there were some teams in state, believe it or not, and. Like, I can tell you guys a little bit of a story offline about they're like, oh, he can't play for us. This is an in-state school. And then a day later, um, the University of Utah offers him. That's his dream school, and he goes there. He's not he's not ever going to be labeled coming out of Utah and late in high school where they weren't putting up huge stats or anything like that. He wasn't going to be labeled a five-star. Was the kid a five-star kid, in, in my opinion? He was at least a four-star, and the kid was an athlete, and he had all the right attitude and the coachability and everything that you want. And then he goes and and backs that up at the University of Utah. And people are like, well, 
you know, Utah just has a great eye. Well, yeah, but like Julian stood out in workouts. He stood out when he was doing things. But he was a Utah kid at a school that doesn't have a huge reputation, so he wasn't going to have a ton of stars. But but a good player is a good player to the University of Utah. And eventually, and, and this is the long way to my point, eventually if Utah continues to be in the Pac-12 championship game and continues to make runs at the Rose Bowl and maybe even sniff a, a playoff, eventually whoever they recruit is automatically going to be a three- or a four-star. And so you'll see their recruiting go up and up and up. Because I'm just telling you right now, and I, and I talk to players that I played against who played for the University of Utah back in the late 90s, and some of my other friends who played in the early 2000s, they're like, dude, I'm not even sure I'm second or third string on this team. There are so many athletes up at the University of Utah right now, and the depth that's at the University of Utah right now is different than any team in the state. And it's been very impressive what they've done because they've still included some local Utah players that have brought leadership that have brought toughness to the program. I mean, you look at Lecky Fotu and some of these, you know, Chase Hansons of the world and Julian Blackmans that are from the state of Utah that still allow you to root for the for for the Utah home home team, and then and then they bring in all this other talent, and it's just been it's been really fun to watch, and it's been really fun to see them develop this program into into something that is everyone should be proud of it in the state of Utah because it's really fun to watch. Last thing before you let you go, are your Aggies going to beat Wyoming? Is Jordan Love going to throw for 300 yards again? Because he seems to be back. Because all they they need that win if they're going to set up the big game with Boise State in two weeks. Yeah, it, this game makes me nervous. Obviously, last year when Utah State played against Wyoming, it wasn't a beautiful offensive output. It's going to be tons of man-to-man defense, which which makes it not very hard to read but it makes it hard to get separation. So hopefully these receivers can get separation. And then the other thing that's really important about man-to-man is that you can make tough catches. And these wide receivers have been prone to drop the ball a little bit. You've got to be able to throw the ball and catch the ball in tight spots with guys hanging on your back to be able to move the ball against these guys. And then, of course, run the ball. It's a, it's, it's a tall task. I think Utah State is up to it. It, it certainly felt like a better performance last week. They've got to play a little bit better defense. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for Jordan Love to, to string two games in a row because it's been a tough season so far. Thanks, Riley. Thanks, guys. Love, love your show, man. It's fun to listen to. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.